keep hustling, but figure out what gives you the most amount of money for the least amount of time. So I'm going to say that again, what gives you the most amount of money for the least amount of time. And then that's where you focus in on. And then once you focus in on that, and once you have a nice foundation, then you can try other things. Welcome to the in factor conversations about how great entrepreneurs started, stumbled and succeeded. I'm Rebecca White and joining me today is the CEO and medical inventor of Nomo Nausea, Dr. Jacqueline Darna. Her products, which offer a natural way to stop nausea, vomiting, headaches, and sleep problems instantly, are distributed in 12 countries and can be found in 30,000 big box retail stores like CVS, Bed Bath & Beyond, and Bye Bye Baby Stores. She is an award-winning naturopathic physician who has been featured on ABC, NBC, The Today Show, Daytime, and multiple radio stations nationwide for her innovative product. I'm excited to welcome Jackie to the show as we discuss how she built her company, the challenges she faced along the way, and how she has overcome them. I hope you enjoy this episode. Jackie, thank you for joining me today on InFactor. Thank you so much for having me, Rebecca. Yeah, it's so exciting to have you. Really fun to just see your face, even though we're on Zoom today, but because I can recall when I saw you almost every day, you yep. were, yeah, you launched your company out of our entrepreneurship center. And I'm so proud of that. And you were such a great colleague to have there in the center because you're I know you're such a great mentor. Well, I thank you. Send enough gratefulness, gratitude, just honestly, overall things. I didn't even know what a business plan was until <laughs> I came became a Spartan, right? An entrepreneur in residence. And you really said, you know, Jackie, we're gonna put all this down. And the introductions to the people that I met when I was there, not just my other colleagues, not just other entrepreneurs that have obviously grown tremendously from there, but the outpouring support of the community. And, you know, when it comes to you are a subspecialty in your field, right? You really take the word, like you embody the word entrepreneurship and just being able to kind of level that up. So take us as entrepreneurs that don't even really truly understand the meaning and then connect us with the people exactly who we need at the exact same time. So again, thank you so much. I'm so excited. I miss you. I, I feel like I want to come back every day just so that I can have- Well, we have, miss you too. It's it's very quiet now, sadly, because of this pandemic, but it's going to get better. Well, and I appreciate your endorsement. That's very special to me. It means a lot. And I tell everybody, all the new entrepreneurs that I somehow am now a mentor for, right? I'm always like, apply, you know, and I tell them all the time. So it is definitely an amazing, it was an amazing experience. I want to go back, right? Like, I feel like I just want to rewind because now I know so much more. But again, all you can do is move forward. Yeah, that's one of the actually, I think the coolest things about entrepreneurship is it's an opportunity to learn every day. But you've made some big strides since you left us a few years ago. You're now in 12 countries, I think, and over 30,000 retail stores and a lot of really and growing, cool, and growing yeah. a lot of really and cool growing stories. Just that. <laughs> actually, I can officially announce this live here. You'll be the first one. Oh, exciting. Um, got into on Tuesday, we found out we got into 4,800 Walmarts at the checkout and the clip strips. So nice. see us walking down the aisles of, of Walmart in those highly prized areas. And again, thanks to the Walmart, it's called Made in America team. They, you know, kind of took a chance of like an unknown kid, which it's been an incredible adventure. And honestly, even during this crazy time, we've been hiring. So we just keep going. We just That's keep wonderful. Hearing. Well, yeah. you know, you're doing the right thing. And I know our listeners would love to hear more about your story. So, so tell us about your background and tell us about Nomo Nausea and, and how it came to be. Yes. Dr. Jacqueline Darna, formerly known, right, as a physician turned entrepreneur a little over five years ago. So we're actually going to be completing our sixth year birthday. Wow. And I am the CEO and medical inventor of Nomo Nausea, Nomo Migraine, and Nomo Sleepless Nights. Whoop, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> the 
HSN commercial for right there, right? And what I have done is I've patented three-in-one essential oil infused acupressure devices that instantly stop people from having the very well-known problems, right? So upset stomach from nausea, vomiting, pregnancy, sailing all the way through to travel sickness and chemotherapy. And our secondary line, which was normal migraine is to help people stop those headaches, especially while we're all constantly on zoom, you know, all the time that we're on our computer screens. And then we came out with no more sleepless nights and next to stress, right, is the next best thing because we all need sleep. And it all came from an amazing grant from the US government in order to help PTSD soldiers get something that you can kind of just throw on your wrist. And that's what it came down to. And the best way to do all of this is really that three in one combination. So in my past life, I was still able to utilize as a physician and being able to utilize the medical medicinal components of what each of these essential oils do, and then patenting the combination and the infusion at multiple different acupressure points. So although we have, you know, four product lines out now for nausea, for sleep, and for migraines, and our fourth one is for dogs too. So we do have our pet line, but we plan on keeping going. And I know that we'll probably end up talking about this in a second, but I am a bootstrapped company. I did, I worked my seven to five in the hospital and my five to seven, and I really grinded it. And it wasn't until I made a promise to myself. Okay, I need to make three X of what I was making personally inside the hospital before I would make that jump. And I'm happy that I made that jump about two years into it. And one of my entrepreneurs, one of my fellow colleagues, I guess you could say, she came to me and she said, you know, Jackie, you're incredible when you're one to one with your, you know, one to one as a physician, but you can help one to a million with your products. So why, why are you still working? And I remember that was that moment that I kind of like had that setback and you have to remember, I went to school for well over 12 years. <laughs> Did I ever think I was going to be making a wristband? And also, you know, I left a, a highly paying position as a physician. So that was kind of a little bit difficult too to wrap my brain around it. But then once I just left, I mean, our curve just started kind of going up and we really haven't stopped. We've just kept pushing the envelope doing crazy things. If you guys are listening, I will say go check out Nomo Pregnant Princesses That Don't Puke. It is our viral <laughs> musical parody where basically imagine a bunch of princesses, like how they got their happily ever after. And our, our lead character, who happens to be my marketing team's co-owner of the actual company, and Caroline is a pregnant mermaid. And she literally talks about how, you know, all of her friends need to try it, right? So if, if you're a princess that can't sleep, well, that's because you're pregnant, right? And how you can actually help with all the normal products. So it's, it's hilarious. It was so much fun. And we did it in the middle of a pandemic. So if you can, if you can dream it, you can do it, especially here in this, not just this country, but really this time period. And now is like really our branding experience. So we did things a little bit different, right? We went into hospitals first. We're now in over a thousand hospital systems as standard of care in the US, which is awesome. So That's if you ever fantastic. And they throw on a Novo Nausea Med Plus band, just know that that's me. You know, those are, those are my products. And then we went to retail, you know, and then we started building our online brand presence, meaning online, on Amazon, things of that nature, and really trying to do that one-to-one. So we have influencers from celebrities all the way through to just, you know, YouTubers and, and bloggers who are pregnant and just need our help and not just for pregnancy, but people who are traveling and people who have been survivors and who have lived through chemotherapy and cancer. And so it's been a joy. It's been a blessing. And I just want to keep pushing the envelope. I never want to get comfortable. That's important. <laughs> I can't <laughs> ever see you getting comfortable or complacent, Jackie, because you've got a, a ton of energy. You know, a lot of our listeners are interested in a path like yours. I mean, who wouldn't be? It's a phenomenal story. I know it's been a ton of work. And that's, that's yeah. one of the things that, you know, we tell our students all the time, it's really a lot of hard work. 
of course, you're still smiling and you're happy and you love it because you're enjoying it. But this product, a lot of our listeners are trying to find their own entrepreneurial path or opportunity. This was personal for you as well, wasn't it? Not just helping your patients, but even it was a product that kind of came out of your own need. Isn't that right? That's absolutely it. I puked my face off, right? I threw up for three days straight. There's no getting around what happened. I actually had an emergency C-section with my second child and I started vomiting literally the second that she came out. And then I was vomiting for days and they were getting desperate. Meaning, remember, these are my colleagues. These are my friends. These are some of my mentors, even my father, who again, you know, practices anesthesia as well. So as an anesthesiologist is like, we can't fix my daughter and no pills, no drugs, no IV medication, nothing was working. So I remembered one slide in anesthesia school about acupressure on the P6 point. And upon doing that, my stepmom walked in with a peppermint plant she bought from Home Depot and she literally just walked in with it and said, I read this on Google, smell the leaves. I was so desperate. I would do anything. So I kept smelling the leaves and they actually really did help. It was the combination. The problem was I was trying to breastfeed and I couldn't. So I kept dropping the leaves and never had them when I needed them. So I asked my nurse for a piece of tape and it all, you know, started and came (laughs) out of St. Joseph's hospital, right? Where I literally taped a napkin, which is an acupressure point to the leaves and said, wouldn't it be great if you could smell at the same time as having the acupressure point? I went home and looked for it and there wasn't anything. And as you probably know, you are a mother as well as a grandmother. So Mm -hmm. we don't sleep, right? We come home and we're not sleeping because we're constantly feeding the baby. So I just started looking and researching and no one had ever patented the combination. So I did. And I, I wrote my first provisional patent and then obviously got my patent pending when I got a patent attorney. And then the rest is kind of history. Really the hard work didn't really start until I had product in hand. And I promised myself, you have a one year for your provisional patent. In my one year, I used it to see if I could make money. So I needed to basically not just proof of concept that this band obviously would work, but this band and the packaging, you know, what did people want to see? How am I able to sell it? And I went medical first. And honestly, medical has always given us a nice base layer in order to be able to build off of it because just like hospitals and, you know, there's not a a 90 day waiting period Mm -hmm. (laughs) like some of my retailers in order to get paid. So it really allowed us that opportunity to grow in that space and to grow quickly because you have amazing wholesalers that really wrap their arms and wrap their hands around something that's needed. You know, I'm, I'm sure that it gave you more credibility with the healthcare industry to be a part of it. But I'm very curious about one of the things that I think makes this product really marketable for the general public is that it's a natural product. And I know personally, I always prefer that to something that's not natural. So how did the medical community respond initially to something that, you know, quite honestly, is pretty simple when you're talking about scientists and highly educated people who've spent a lot of time, you know, taking those biochem classes, all that really hard stuff. How did they respond to, I've got a wristband that's got, you know, acupuncture and components and essential oil, basically. Well, at first I was laughed at, right? So (laughs) they actually said, they were like, wait a second. So you're a drug dealer by day and a naturalist by night. So it at first was very odd. I really think that the medical community literally just kind of like, oh, that's cute, right? And they kind of pushed it aside. And then I personally think that what helped me is, especially within the pregnancy market, one of the very most common drugs or medications causing birth defects was an anti-nausea medication that was utilized. Like I used to pop it like candy during my first pregnancy because I was like, "Ah, I'm a little nauseous. You know, the doctor gave it to me, it's prescribed. But what they ended up finding out it was that was not actually FDA approved for utilizing it during pregnancy because of the teratogenic effects. And so at the beginning, it was kind of like everyone was pushing it aside. And then the general public, you know, when you think about it, I absolutely believe that there are two worlds. There's the Western and the Eastern world. And I kind of in like the combination of both, meaning there are absolutely necessary Western medications, things that we have come out with. It helps to extend our life. It helps with chronic illnesses. But 
the side effect of most of those are things such as nausea, you know, migraines, they're all kind of the same. And so I'm not trying to treat the initial causality. Instead, I'm trying to mitigate the side effects. And what people are looking for is something that's natural. So I believe it was like a people push more than anything else, because people started saying, well, I'm going to try some essential oils. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put them in diffusers. I'm going to do all these different things. And then the medical community started saying, well, I guess the FDA is not really testing vitamins. You know, what about, what about this natural world? And so I kind of came in as the combination of the two and we actually have 11 clinical trials. So I can say we are 80% effective at reducing nausea or vomiting in seconds, which is an amazing, you know, we're parallel to four milligrams of Zofran, 10 milligrams of Reglan. And that combination is powerful. So what they found is a multimodal approach is needed. And so now it's great to get that notoriety. And it's even better when the big dogs, right? These big guys are trying to actually steal my patent, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to infringe on it. And so I consider it as I'm like, oh, that's nice. But the good news is, is that I happen to come out with something better. So I think that is the testament to competitors. You need to know your competitors better than you know yourself. So I can tell you everything about them. I can tell you why we're different. I can tell you that we're waterproof. I can tell you that we can go anywhere inside of the hospital, whether that's the operating room to the MRI suite to, you know, an x-ray, for example, we can go anywhere because it has no metal. It has no latex and it's nothing that's considered a scent or a fragrance that's higher than 4%. Meaning when you smell it's only for you. It's not something that's like global. That's the reason why they were kind of making hospitals scent free, for example. Mm, So I think that really knowing my competitive space and being the first one to come out with anything like it, and also being a small, you know, I still consider myself a small business, right? Because I'm able to pivot. I'm not restrained by being owned by a medical corporation or being owned by a lot of these really, really big known names because I can pivot and change. The second that the pandemic hit, everyone else was freaking out saying, okay, what are we gonna do? And I'm like, no big deal. We're gonna turn, we're gonna do this. And we came out with no more sleepless nights and it was the right time because people were not sleeping. They were stressed, you know, children, their, their lives had been completely thrown upside down. So we utilized that for us, who we are as humans and then they spread the message. So I think it really comes down to give the people what they want. <laughs> And that's what I did. You know, it's really interesting because as you know, my husband and I are boaters. We, we had a sailboat. We've actually sold it since I last saw you and we bought a power boat, but I keep them on the boat. And I've talked to you, I think about having some, we had some, a rough night crossing one time that they came in really, really handy. I had them on both arms. I was starting to put double or triple, but but I did just fine. I didn't get sick. It was great. But the other day I had a long day of Zooming and I I never get headaches and I had an excruciating headache. And I was just like Googling, you know, actually I was Googling what kind of herbal teas help and it said peppermint. And I'm like, oh, I should go get my nomonazia band and put it on, yeah. which I did. And it really helped my headache. So, you know, I can attest it's worked for me. And that's why we rebranded actually. So we did add an, a secondary essential oil for normal migraine. And I was actually on the UK television show. It's called chronically ill. And actually it was yesterday morning, very early, like 6am <laughs> because I had to, you know, account for their time to different, but I tell people all the time, you know, if you see a package that says no monaja for somebody like you, who doesn't ever really get headaches or migraines, right? You're not going to assume, oh, no monaja can be utilized for headaches or migraines. And so we actually, in our clinical trials, we utilize headaches and migraine nausea as an outlier. And what we found is that we were actually helping to reduce the current headache and increase the length of time into the migraine. So we rebranded for that reason so that people would see it on the shelf and say, Oh, I need it for a headache or migraine. And we added an additional essential oil to help with pain. Because a lot of times, you know, you just need a a little rewiring as what I like to call it, or I call it distraction technology. And so that distraction technology is really kind of what we did. Same way if you were to go to the ER with a bad migraine, 
They give you an analgesic, which is pain medication. And it really is just a distraction. So it doesn't actually help to target the migraine itself. Yeah, it's really fascinating, you know, because it's it's very simple, but the combination is really powerful. I know you're an excellent marketer, and I'm going to get to that in just a few minutes. But I want to talk first about manufacturing and the product, because, you know, a lot of our listeners, you know, you probably saw it with our students up in our center, a lot of the a lot of the students are developing products. So could you talk to us about the manufacturing process, how that worked for you? And maybe a little bit about has the product changed much from the first iterations to now? Yes. And I, w- I was actually looking to see, I keep some of my old packaging as a giggle and or a reminder, but we'll get to that. So I think the first thing was, is once I had this concept of what I wanted, I didn't really know what I wanted it to manifest into. I actually looked for a plastics engineer. I didn't know I needed one. I typed in plastic prototyping or I typed in silicone. Actually, originally it was silicone prototyping and a plastics engineer in Florida came up. His name is Frank and Frank literally message emailed me back within the first five minutes. And he said, Oh, I'm a Novito, Florida. I'm like, Oh, that's crazy. I'm in Tampa, Florida. So we started talking and he actually ended up inventing the ketchup top that we use and the two liter soda bottle. So that design was actually his design. So he was very well known in, in the plastics community. And he said, you know, I think I can make an elastic plastic. So we went through, he only charged me for one out of the 12 prototypes. I mean, I tried everything from a ratcheting device, like you would find on a scuba mask to, you know, putting like almost like a pin type of thing. in. I tried all different things. And what we settled on was something that's easy. So I think for those who are creating products, you have to make it easy and not even so easy to where there's no guesswork because customers I hate to say this can be a little stupid. They need to be told exactly what to do, how to do it. And so again, that is a reflection on your packaging as well. But for the product design, that was important. Secondarily, what we ended up doing is he actually introduced me to a medical manufacturer because I told him at the very beginning, I needed this to be utilized for you know medical purposes because I thought of, hey, this is going as an anesthesia product right? This is, this is, I wanted to call it an anesthesia aid. I have all these names and it wasn't until I was driving with my kids, we were coming back from Disney world and my husband's sitting in the car and he's, you know, driving and we're listening to little John. Yes. I have bad taste in music, whatever. I love, I love rap. Okay. I try to keep up with the kids these days. So anyway, we're driving back and there's a popular song. It was like, yeah. Okay. And so he says to me, he looks at me and he goes, no more nausea band. And I said, what? And he goes, no more nausea band. And I was like, okay. And so that's where the, okay. <laughs> came from. And that's also where the the name brand, the Nomo brand came from was all because of a rap song. And it was a amazing adventure kind of fast forwarding. I won Pepsi's a Businesswoman of the year. And they have been very influential with helping me I get to sit with a lot of their executives and we talk through a lot of things. And one of them pitched the idea. So I don't know if last summer, if you saw, there was actually Nomo cans. So it would say like Nomo summer, Nomo this. And that was a tribute to our marketing efforts together as advertisement. But even better, they actually said that Nomo, I mean, Lil John was actually on their like playlist, I guess you could say. I was like, can you throw out the idea to him? That would be amazing if we could recreate that. He said no. Uh, <laughs> Not a big enough name, but maybe one day. So uh, Lil yeah. John... I would love to be able to recreate that. So again, you have that, you have a catchy name that says exactly what it is. And then from the manufacturing and distributing part, it's really important to be able to come up with something that has incredible margins. So that is something that nobody really told me. I stumbled upon it. I had never taken a business or a marketing class. And as Rebecca knows, I am a byproduct of an entrepreneur in residence where you have a bunch of really well-developed entrepreneurs at people who have exited companies, people who come in to help and say, let's, let's really build up this entrepreneur ecosystem. And so they actually said, you got, you have a big blessing. It kind of fell into your lap. It's something that's lightweight. It's, you know, again, my products are less than ounces, you know what I mean, in order to ship. So it's really cheap for shipping. It also has good margins, meaning I'm able to mass produce it 
And I negotiated with my manufacturer. So I went to her and said, and, and I can say her name is Jane. So I know her personally. We've had a really good relationship. We actually send each other birthday and Christmas presents. When Jane first I came to her, I said, I have friends. So I brought my friends, whether that was they would do their packaging as well, whether they would do their product, whether they would do a piece of it. So we actually came in as a group. And that was a big thing for us when we first started out because doing international business, you always, you're always afraid your manufacturer will sell out to somebody else, your product or idea. And so we said, you know, if you rip any of us off, you seem like a very nice person, but if you rip anybody out, we're all leaving. And so I think that was a really a golden nugget that I can tell everybody is to get your squad, get your crew, find something that you all do business together. It doesn't have, you know, non-competing products are always out there and just ask people, who do you use for XYZ? And now utilize, like I say, TikTok, TikTok is great. Like manufacturing ideas, great marketing, different stuff. And people will tell you they're very open to it, believe it or not. Cause I feel like we're now in the age where everything, there's so much information out there that nobody's hoarding anything. Yeah, there's so much. Sometimes it's overwhelming, but there's a lot of really great lessons in there that I'd like to kind of unpack and talk about. So one of them is this this whole idea of building relationships with the people that you work with. And and we'll get into that more. I know when we when we talk about marketing, but so critically important. And I'm really glad that you talked about how you, you know, people like to work with and do business with people that they like, right? Yeah. And so, oh, and, and, you, and you're a genuine person too. It's not, you know, pretend. I think you really like people and I see that. You like people you. a lot. <laughs> you do. I mean, we, we've talked about being people that we love people. So that to me is, you know, very powerful. The other thing that you mentioned that I really like in there is how you managed to build your, what I'm going to call channel power. So in a channel of distribution, being a brand new player in the market without much power, so to speak, you're not Walmart, you're not GM manufacturing automobiles or, you know, you're, you're little great friends, by the way, I love you, Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, um, But your little Jackie Darna, who's, you know, started this company and you need, you need more credibility and you need more power really in the channel so that you can negotiate. And you did that by bringing together, building your own collective. So that's brilliant. I love that. I think that's really powerful. I do want to say that it's really not my collective. Um, I actually, the first thing I did, I ended up stumbling upon an incredible event. It's called WeBank. WeBank is the Women Owned Business Council. I was there in Vegas. I happened to be with my husband just randomly. We were actually there for something completely different. We were there for my CMEs, for my hospital accreditation, whatever it was, and we were taking a course. And I happened to go up two stories to where their entire ballroom was covered by women-owned businesses. And at the time, I didn't even have packaging. I literally had an idea. And so I met so many incredible people. It wasn't until, and again, I talked to everybody. And so I was just like, Hey, this is my idea. This is what I think. Do you mind like helping me out? And again, you never feel afraid to ask people for help because what's the worst thing they say is no. Okay. Then you're in the exact same position that you once were in. And so once I had this like girl squad of amazing women who said, here, let me help you. They introduced me to this world of supplier diversity and building with other women owned businesses. And I'm not saying that men owned businesses are not great, but it is a woman business rocks community when it comes to, especially at WeBank. So I got certified. I then started really like getting to know people, just like you said, getting to know people who they are, because regardless of the titles of their name, what they do, how much they make, we're all human. And so bringing it down to that human type of level, being able to say, oh, you're a celebrity, but you still get morning sickness when you're pregnant, or, you know, you're a successful business owner but you still get headaches and migraines. So it's a way, it was a way for me to just kind of touch them on a human level and then ask them for help and say, oh, you liked my product. Can you help me to really get to where I need to be? And so that was a really incredible. So again, leveraging certifications and leveraging supplier diversity. I know a lot of students that are now doing it again, minority owned, 
women own. If you're doing business with the government, there's things called hub zone where you live and where your employees live is considered, you know, socioeconomically underdeveloped areas. That's where you need to be. That's where you need to have your office front because you'll be granted extra money from the government just for the exact same thing that you're already doing. So there's so many keys. And I only did that because I learned from other people. Yeah, that's just that's just fantastic. And and you, I think entrepreneurs love to help each other and love to help aspiring entrepreneurs. So, you know, I was going to mention the whole thing about if you don't ask, you won't get because even back with, you know, yeah. your rapper, you were hoping to get, you know, hoping to get you didn't get a yes, but you still might hoping. Still, still hoping. Yeah. Still hoping. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that kind of leads me into this whole discussion of marketing because you 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 know, I can always remember that, you know, we would bring people up to the center or we would have guests come through and some, some, you know, CEOs and government officials and a lot of really interesting people. And I might ask Jackie to pitch. I'd say, you know, this is one of our companies and Jackie always had her pitch ready. And so let's talk about marketing just a little bit. You're an excellent marketer. I think a lot of it's natural. You're, you know, you're, you love people and you love to talk, but talk to our audience a little bit about your marketing strategy and and what's been most important for you. And, and in particular, I think sales, because once you got those bands in the stores, once you got those bands onto people using them in the hospitals first and in the stores, it totally changed the landscape and opportunity for you, I think. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm learning all the time and I can't take all the credit. I do have an amazing marketing team. So Clickable Impact is actually our marketing team that we utilize, but they weren't there from the very beginning, right? Actually, Doug, one of my very first mentors, he used to own Bayshore Solutions, which was a very large, well-known international marketing firm. And he just would, you know, we would go grab coffee and we would say, okay, let's pitch ideas. Let's like throw different things together. And so I think it's a testament, be ready to pitch, right? So pitch to them if they have a pulse, meaning I can't tell you how many crazy stories I have. I would, you know, I would do my one a days, I would fly up, you know, to quickly pitch my product to get stores, and then I would fly back. And upon doing that, you know, I would talk to people, whether they were at the bar, and I met somebody who actually owned the planes, and just had them wrapped by Air Canada. So he was my very first initial response into the actual airports and stuff. So I thought I think that is really interesting to where if you always have to have your pitch ready. And I tell people that your 32nd pitch is the most important, because when people say, Hey, what do you do? You can captivate an audience, right? So you can say who you are, what you do, why it relates to them in three quick ways. And then at the very end, what's that something catchy? So I have gone onto planes and people have said, hey, you're the no nausea lady. And I'm like, yeah, no more nausea for life, right? So I think it's interesting that you you really are your brand. So I, I don't care. I have swimsuits. I have jackets. I have dresses. I mean, you will always see me branded. And it's for a reason because you never know who is right next to you. And you never know who they know too. So that was something that was really important and imperative that I did from the very beginning is I was always branded. And I usually have like diamonds. Like I, <laughs> I usually have like sparkly stuff because it matches my personality. But marketing is definitely something that I know I do not know everything. And it has been a, it, that has been probably one of the most fun things because I'm learning so much and we try weird things, right? We try the viral video, pregnant princesses don't puke. We try things that might not work, but I will say that, you know, our conversion rate, on Amazon, we have a 24% conversion. And if any of you listening know anything about marketing, that is phenomenal. That means one out of every four people that look at our product buys it, which that's what I'm after. And that's why my sales team is a majority of sales, right? We are a sales driven, but non-salesy salesy, right? So meaning you don't go after them. It's not like you're a car salesman is like, you want the car, you want the car. You don't need to bang in what they want. Instead, you market to their pain points. You market to who they are. Don't you want a comfortable pregnancy? How about a headache free day or just a great night's sleep? Everyone's like, that's me, you know? And because we know from science, from data, 50% of the world's population suffers 
from nausea, migraines, or headaches daily. That is a huge statistic. So I was like, well, I happen to have a band for all half of you in the world. And it's just kind of that more natural, but marketing, I know that newer things that I've done, I do have to say that, you know, when it comes to Facebook or Instagram or all those things, those are kind of handled by people who know what they're doing. (laughs) And they kind of give me like, you know, little helpful hints here and there. But I think that the things that I cherish the most and who really is me, so I handle it is my LinkedIn, is my TikTok, is my Reels, because that's me at home. That's me with the dog. And people are like, you're a real person. I'm like, yeah, all day, every day, you know, people say your content is everywhere. I'm like, my life is everywhere. So, you know, <laughs> what, what do you expect from me? And so again, you, you, you get what you see, right? So it's, it's really a real person and, and getting to that behind the scenes. And I feel like a lot of my customers, they feel like they've been a part of this venture because they have, they've grown and watched. I wish I had an old packaging. I was looking around because my old packaging looked like I was selling dope out of like, it was horrible. Like the packaging was so like over the top, like flowery. And it was super funny. I remember taking it to one of my medical shows and someone asked me if I was selling marijuana in a bag because (laughs) that like flighty. And then, you know, you learn and then you kind of read, kind of come back and say, okay, people are not believing that this is actually something trusted in hospitals. I need to make it more look like a bandaid, right? I need to make it look more medical, but still utilized by the everyday public. So I think that's, I think that's the beauty in marketing is, and you will never have it down because there's always going to be something else. And there's always going to be something else. And when people say, pick out your one favorite content, I'm like, get out of here. You got to be everywhere. If you're not everywhere, you're nowhere. Because if it didn't happen on social media, it didn't happen. (laughs) Social media media has really changed the landscape and the opportunities for companies like Memo Nausea, I think, and and for any entrepreneurial startup. So you you announced the Walmart partnership, which is very cool. And I know you're in CVS and Amazon and a lot of other places, but what was it like to, you know, what did you learn through this process? You know, Amazon's one of the first places a lot of people start, but getting into these big box stores is a really big step. And I know you started in hospitals, but you know, how was that transition? And, And do you have any advice for our listeners about that process? Yeah. So when it comes to online e-commerce retail partners, I personally love Amazon. I always say, you know, would you rather pitch to five people or would you rather pitch to 5 million? So again, it is a wonderful marketplace. It's kind of, in my opinion, I'm Peruvian. And so when we would go to Mercado, which is like a marketplace, you know, you don't want to go to the little markets that only have a few vendors. You want to go where there's everyone. And so I believe it is definitely a platform. We actually recently partnered with an incredible Amazon partner and Amazon actually sells our products. So they are our wholesaler, but that was because our sales were really kind of going in a certain direction, far exceeding those from the other competitors in the space. And that's because we came out with a better product. So talking about how that transition happened, I knew that my pregnant moms needed us when we were, when they were in their first trimester and they were the ones who asked. So they asked me, they said, Jackie, we used you when we were there, you know, delivering a baby, but where were you in the first trimester? And so that really got my wheels turning. And I was like, well, where are they going? They're shopping. Well, where are they shopping and why? So I did something that's a little different big shocker. I went and I ended up getting a medical mailer kind of started to where I would talk to a bunch of different OBGYN, other physicians and say, Hey, from doc to doc, I don't want you to sell this product. I instead just want you to recommend it. So recommending it, for example, is what I just want you to do. If you like the product, if you think that this can help any of your patients do it, you know, why are we utilizing medication first? Try first line defense. So they actually have folders that are called um, their new pregnant mom folders or whatnot. And so in there, they talk about cord blood. They talk about all these things of what to expect. And they also put our cards in there. And so we found that utilizing, we could actually use that space. And I'm just going to use this for migraines just because I have it here. So if you can see that right here where it says the code down here, we would change that with the nearest retailer. And so then we would go to the retailers and say, hey, I have 
hundreds of thousands of women who are looking for my product. And if you don't sell it in your store, I'm going to send them to either Amazon or our website, or I'm going to send them to some.com. And so a lot of them said, well, any way we can bring them in, you got a spot on the shelf. And that was something important because if you look at, and I just want to throw this out there to all my young entrepreneurs going into retail. Do you know that little magazine, you know, like the little paper flip that you get every week from the grocery store or whatever it is, each product pays a hundred thousand dollars to be in there for a week and it gets rained on. Some people don't see it. You know, half the time they don't even cut coupons anymore. So again, you got to kind of be creative. And even though they will take a marketing percentage, right, they like kind of house it and put it away for later until you can do something with them. I got creative. I instead told my buyer, I said, hey, why don't you take 10 of us women owned company in the health space that are small businesses, we each pay $10,000 instead of 100,000 and make a big page about us. So tell our story. And that was something that they that they really like. They like ingenuity. They like, you know, companies that are always constantly thinking. I have a pairing for CVS has my kids products. So no Monaja kids, no more sleepless nights kids. And so we paired with Girl Scouts. So meaning we, you know, to help them to create curriculum for wellness, help them create curriculum for girls to be able to understand that, yes, you are needed in STEM, in science. And yeah, you can be an incredible sales cookie woman and then grow up one day to be a CEO of no Monaja bands, right? So that's kind of, you utilize people and you utilize how you can market to who needs it most. The best way to get in front of them is in front of someone else that they know, like, and trust. And for me, it was doctors. For me, it was other communities like Girl Scouts, things like that. And then just volunteering and dedicating time and attention. That's the best way that I know how, right? So I I give by like the season of giving, I give by what I've learned. And so I hope that that can help some people to try to get into the retail market. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's a great kind of a pull strategy, right? You you get the customers asking for it and then the, the retailers are more likely to allow you to do it. So great. I will tell you the one, the one time that that didn't work out in my favor and the actual, cause I'm trying to get into grocery stores right now. So we have 2021, we're trying to get into all the grocery stores and I have meetings lined up with each of them and I'm not going to name the grocery chain, but I really wanted it really bad. So I started with, I had three OBGYNs in the area and I started sending all these women to their store asking for it, like saying that it was there. <laughs> they called me and said, your product is not on our shelf, stop sending them. And I'm like, but what if it could be? So that's the only time it backfired a little bit, but you know what? At least they heard my name over and over again. And it was a great way to get. And and again, I actually offered a lot of those women free bands because they would come to me and say, I did not see it at XYZ retailer. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. It fell through, you know, and so well, actually, yeah, actually, that's not a bad, that's not a bad strategy. Makers Mark, which is bourbon. When I was in Kentucky, I knew the CEO there and he used a similar strategy during the Derby when they were launching Makers Mark. There was a reporter there from the New York Times and he had everybody in the bar where the guy was asked for Makers Mark, you know, got the guy's attention and he wrote a story about it in the New York Times. And so there's a lot. There's amazing ways that you can do these kinds of things. So very quickly, Jackie, because I could talk all day, but I just had a couple more points I wanted to hit. How did you fund your business? So it was completely bootstrapped. So again, my very first sale was $12.99, right? It was no monage band. And then I made sure that I reinvested $12.98. So again, I kept that one penny. I mean, I put everything back into the business, obviously, but I did that so that I knew how many pennies did I have to make in order to be able to have a salary is kind of the way that I first thought of it. And so giving, you know, again, pennies add up, right? A hundred pennies, you have a dollar, you know, however many dollars creates this. So it was a way for me to figure out how do you sell to a vast majority? I started when I, I did like 
more crafty type shows where it was a one-to-one business to customer. And that's a very expensive model. So when I was able to go one to you know thousands, which was wholesalers, which was finding other distributors within the same market share that really liked my product, or I like was nosy. I spied on all my competitors. I saw who they were in. And then I went directly for them. I actually had someone whenever I was getting into other retailers, she had actually worked for my competitor and she came to me and said, Hey, I've worked for your competitor and your product is way better. And I was like, perfect. You are the perfect girl that I need to really get me into XYZ retailer. So again, just, you know, keep hustling, but figure out what gives you the most amount of money for the least amount of time. So I'm going to say that again, what gives you the most amount of money for the least amount of time. And then that's where you focus in on. And then once you focus in on that, and once you have a nice foundation, then you can try other things. And I personally, my vice president of finance, Pam is amazing. She really runs the company. She really, I mean, she has my money in a hardcore safe is how I feel because I can't even go to Starbucks when I'm traveling without her seeing it and without her sending me a text message and say, oh, you didn't need a venti, you needed it at all, you know? And so, and I need that because if not, as every good Latina woman, I could just keep spending it, right? But I'm going to a big return. So that's something that I knew that I needed is somebody who's really, really good at finance because I'm not. Yeah, that's a really good story. And I love that you've been able to bootstrap it and finance it with sales. It, that, that can be really powerful. It gives you more control over what and, and I do have to say, I've had quite a bit of VCs that actually come in and ask me, like they ask me for a meeting. And it's really fun when, when I'm on the phone with them and I'm just like, you know, I really, I don't really need you. It's very nice to meet you. And they're like, oh, but we've done this and we've done this. And then of course I ask questions about my brand. What can you do for me that I'm already not doing for myself? And once they realize that I'm really there for a Rolodex, you know, how is it that you can add value? Understanding that adding value is different. If somebody gives you a million dollars, do you know what to do with it? No, instead, I would rather have a million different contacts where I cannot get into. Then we'll talk money aspect. So I think, yeah, I think that's really smart because, you know, someday you may decide you need money to expand, but in the interim, what you're talking about really is smart money. You don't want to just take money. You want money that comes with, if you were to take it, that comes with also the connections and the advice. And if they don't have that, you don't need it right now. And not only that, but like, and I always parallel this. I was a part of the startup scholars for the Tampa chamber. We were all kind of, we kind of grew all together. And I will say that by the time I made 1.2 million, And by the time he raised 1.2 million was the exact same amount of time. And we were both in this when we like first started, we were both in it. And so I always use that because he was, what is it? I was working in my business and he was working on his, Um, I can't remember if that's the right way to say it, but I think that part is so critical is that it takes time and attention and traveling to just get somebody to say yes, to give you the money where when you dedicate the same amount of time, attention to getting customers to buy your products, you can be around and around and around the same time period. And me personally, I can't imagine having a bunch of people that I would have to like create documents for board meetings and stuff like that. I mean, my brain is all over the place. Like, so again, it comes with a cost and it's not just a financial, it's also a time consuming cost. So consider your options, but bootstrapping. And now these day and age with, you know, Shopify, you can have a site for $12. Shopify is actually my site provider. I mean, why not? Yeah, that's really powerful. And and it's a really good point because it takes it takes a lot of time to raise money. And for you, it was better spent working in your company. A lot of great successes, but I'm guessing there might have been something along the way that didn't work out like you expected. Maybe we call it a flop or a failure. Yeah. Do you have a quick story you could tell us maybe to kind of share? Because your story is such a great and positive one, but I think it's important for entrepreneurs to understand that, you know, these stories always come with challenges. Yep. I will tell you my greatest marketing flop. So I did what I thought was the most incredible marketing genius idea. 97X is a radio station they put on. It's like 
tens of thousands of people. It's like this huge rock concert. It was myself, no Monaja, Budweiser, and then Taco Bus. Those were like the three main people. Okay. So I'm thinking, awesome. No Monaja for hangovers from the Bud, you know, <laughs> from the Bud Light, I should say. And then, you know, also no Monaja for acid reflux from the Taco Bus, not that they don't have great food or whatever. So it was the three of us and it was like a power dream house. And so we actually were doing a, a buy one, get one. So literally the bands cost $10 in the package. We were doing all these other like sales and promotions. We had tons of publicity. There were people coming to our website in troves. I spent $15,000 to be the, one of the keynote sponsors, got incredible pictures with all the bands and they all, all the crew were wearing them. They thought it was great. Guess how many I sold. Um. Go for it. Pick a number. A thousand. Two thousand. Seven. Seven, Seven bands total. <laughs> I made $70 and I spent 15000 From then on, I recognize that you will only go after your target market. My target market is pregnancy number one, travel number two, and chemotherapy and cancer number three. So because I went outside of my target demographic, I made nothing and I spent a lot of money and it hurts when it's your money too. You're like, Oh my gosh, when's the last time that I gave $15,000 to a radio station that I'll never see, nor did I even get ads. So, you know, that was something that was a really big flop. And and I learned quickly, you know, you only do it once when it's your money, you figure it out really quick. (laughs) That's great. And, you know, it's a reminder that those painful lessons, I mean, that's good tuition. Let's put it that way, because you learn so much from that. And it's painful, but well, Jackie, this has been really delightful. I could talk all day as always. I love, love, love spending time with you. Great, great insight, really good lessons in there. And I, it just means a lot to me that you're willing to take the time to come and share your experience before you go. I want to ask you the question I ask all my guests at the end, if you had one piece of advice to leave with our listeners, knowing that there a lot of them are students and aspiring entrepreneurs, what would it be? Business is the business of people, not products or services. So talk to anyone that has a pulse, literally, because you never know who you're sitting next to, but uh, it's all about people. It really is. It is a venture about people and business is the same all across the board. So again, business is the business of people, not products and services. Great advice. Great advice. Jackie, I know you're ready for this question. How can our listeners find out, like connect with you, find out more about Nomo Nausea products and buy them maybe? Yes. Please go visit us at nomonausea.com. That's N-O-M-O-N-A-U-S-E-A.com. Or you can find us at our 30,000 retailers from CVS, Bed Bath & Beyond, Bye Bye Baby, Walmart, Amazon, which we all, all love. And again, please follow us on socials at Nomonaja, and you'll find me on any and all social media channels. And then who I am on LinkedIn as a CEO. My name is Dr. Jacqueline Darna. So please talk to me because again, I love hearing journeys and coming from kind of full circle, right? Going from being a mentee to now a mentor. And I want to once again, say thank you so much, Rebecca. She is one of my very first mentors and she has kind of watched and she's helped to grow my company in more ways than she probably even knows just by being there, by helping kind of put all the, the ideas down and for creating an incredible entrepreneurship community. At first it was in, you know, it, it was in Tampa area and now it's extended to all of you. You are all now in the entrepreneurial end factor. So thank you so much. I love you. And I'm so happy to see your face. It was so, so nice to see you again. I miss you. (laughs) Thank you, Jackie. Same with me. I love you too. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much.